When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm back after a not-so-brief period of absolutely dying. Thank you, Corey, for handling the fort in my absence and you know with no introduction needed uh this is co-hosted by the bayou benders Corey himself buddy how are you doing i'm doing good this is habs nightly you're so you're so off from one week off uh you forgot to say this is habs nightly for our intro trigger yeah no dude i'm good <laughs> yeah no i've uh i i guess the the illness has affected my brain no I, i'm glad to hear you were good i you know i think we spoke on the phone and you heard how i was doing no yeah, it sounded horrible and then i could not i honestly i could not speak and which is kind of important when mm-hmm. you're uh recording a podcast it was absolutely brutal was not covid I'm still a little bit sick with it now. No idea what I had. They they can't even like, I guess uh, due to COVID, they can't test you for like mono or strep anymore. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, you pr- have some viral throat thing. And oh my God, I spent, I spent three days. Like wait, I'd woke up once in the middle of the night thinking I was going to die. <laughs> Just Gross. absolutely brutal. But I did get to watch a lot of playoff hockey, grind a lot of chell. So some time, time to catch up on my video game and hockey, hockey life. But heard what, that. what have you been up to? I, I've, I've heard I was absolutely slandered <laughs> on our last episode. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Corey and Richie. It was a fantastic episode in which you'll have to um, listen to. Get your game notes ready. Um, and then once Corey's back from her honeymoon and stuff, we'll have to get a uh, a redemptive episode. Uh, man, I had a tough week. It was just real, real busy at work. Uh, didn't have a lot of time off. Like, basically, I wasn't getting off. Uh, I wasn't getting home until, like, the intermission of the first period of the first game for the playoffs. And that was, like, every day. So it was fucking aggravating. Um, I worked some very strenuous hours. Worked the fucking weekend on accident. Um, but other than that, it was it was pretty laid back because we're not. It wasn't a big events week. It was just a lot of uh, line cleaning, cleaning up, cleaning up some bars and stuff that were like past due and really needed to get back onto it. Um, but no, it was for it being as aggravatingly long of a week. 
it was pretty easy, especially on my back. Um, and the work was more mental than physical. So always, always good there. But I'm big chilling, dude. It's fucking Mother's Day when we're recording. I just cooked steak for my mom. Now we're home. Uh, a buddy dropped off some crawfish. I'm probably going to kill like an easy Ziploc bag and a half of crawfish. Um, and then probably watch some TV. I actually just finished Moon Night. Fire. Fire show. Dude, I got to uh, the third episode. Dude. And... I've heard it gets better. I now I started started it a while back, watched the first, <laughs> tried to watch the first episode, couldn't, or like I was like busy, put it down, and then didn't really have the the want to to revisit it yet. And the other day I was just looking for something to put on to like background noise, maybe to like go to sleep. I don't remember what was the the purpose of it, but I was just like, ah, whatever, I'll throw this on. And I got fucking hooked, like fucking three episodes, and then I finally fell asleep. Uh, phenomenal show. Uh, I even think my wife's gonna like it, you know, because my wife doesn't really like superhero shit. But with this one, Moon Knight is it's kind of on like the. They're doing a lot of stuff right now with a lot of like outlier Marvel characters that aren't like in the big mix. Mm. So it's not really coming off as like a big superhero show. And that's what I liked about this one. I kind of, my issue, I have two issues with Moon Knight. And I, like I have said, I've watched the up to the third episode and I, and I didn't not enjoy it. But I just had some issues like, one, I am so marveled out. Like they have produced so much goddamn content that mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like it's hard for me to care. Right? No, I, and, I feel that. And second, I think this is probably a problem more specific to me being a like a, a medical student. I I had to take courses in psychology and learning about um like mental illness, mental mm-hmm. diseases, and the portrayal of and keep in mind I am only in the third episode. But the portrayal of multiple personality slash split personality disorder <laughs> in Moon Knight is so unbelievably offensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> so unbelievably horrible. Just that that is not at all how it works. It, it just, like, from the first episode, understanding how, obviously not understanding it as well as the psychology, like, very basic understanding, but still an understanding of it. Oh, it just, it rubbed me the wrong way the whole time. I was like, this is so, so bad. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I like it. Uh, it's when you get to the, to the, I think it's the second to last episode. Like it'll, it'll reveal some stuff about the split personality thing. That'll make it more like what I like about it is like, yeah, you're in a technical side of it where you're you're like, I'm learning about this in school. This isn't right. This isn't close to it. And Marvel, I think, did a really good job because if you got to think like, I'm not sure how old the character and the backstory of Moon Knight, how old it is. But oh. when it was created, this is before like probably like massive understanding of it. Oh, so absolutely. It's so not... liberatingly free mm-hmm. on the subject of it that 
it's just a fun idea. I'm, and I'm not saying like, <clears throat> when I say it's kind of, I, I don't know if I, did I use the word offensive? I don't mean like. No, you didn't use offensive. You're yeah, just like, saying it like you don't, I don't take offense to it per se. Mm-hmm. I just think it kind of, I am able to, I think as a, as a movie goer, as someone who watches TV shows, et cetera, like I can watch stuff and separate reality from fiction because that's what Hollywood does. It dramatizes things. So I understand that they're not going to have, it's dramatized and I can, I can separate that. And with my knowledge, I know that, you know, that, okay, they're just, they're kind of playing it up a little bit. Yeah. But my, I think my problem is, is that often in Hollywood, like Moon Knight's not the only movie that does it, but having a mental disorder and it's something Marvel has done a lot, I think, which is why it bothers me a little bit. Having a mental disorder does not make you a superhero. <laughs> and it, you see stuff like um, there's movies where people will have autism per se, and then they're like super math. They're, they're super smart and geniuses, or they'll have um, savant syndrome. Savant syndrome is when you're incredibly just naturally good at one thing, like mm-hmm. just, but it's a real debility. It's an, it, like people with savant syndrome, are amazing at one thing but one they're incredibly rare and it's very debilitating (laughs) because they're great at one thing but they don't do well at a lot of others so that that was my one issue that's my one issue with moon knight but i do like i totally agree with you the story's compelling and if you're able to separate you know that that's just it's a minor issue for me this might be just a problem for medical students (laughs) yeah like you know what i mean like because the common fuck like me is just like Oh, okay, cool. All right. All right. I'm yeah, just like I'm not, I really don't think <laughs> I can watch it and enjoy it. But for yeah. me, the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, you know what? I, I guess it's, it's hard to explain. I was just kind of, oh, I, I get where you're coming from. I was kind of snobby the same way when it comes to like art stuff, uh, especially when I was in school. I was like, no fucking way. This is bullshit. You know, like that's not, that's not, you know, like how it's supposed to be done. You know, just, I get it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good show. I think uh, at first it's a little confusing. It's a little hard to get on. Oh, it's but super once confusing. you get into it, dude, fantastic. Um, a little upset that we weren't together for uh, <laughs> May 4th to talk some Star Wars. We didn't even really get to do it uh, last episode, which is a bit unfortunate. I love talking Star Wars. But honestly dude i'm so sick of like getting on the disney app and seeing stuff for the obi-wan show and it's not it's not ready yet you know i just want to watch it i'm just so over reviews for it i'm so upset that it's a limited series though yeah the fact that they've gone out of their way to specify that it's a limited series makes me so upset because i just want to see more of it i know i just i just feel like it could be I mean, what if it's, you know, what if that's the new idea because of how they did like Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett? Because I mean, Mandalorian honestly, has a third season incoming. Okay. Though. I understand that. But what about book of Boba Fett? You know, is it, was it just a one-off is, are they going to do a second season? I believe they are, but maybe, <clears throat> maybe just they got, you know, I wouldn't say smarter, but maybe there was enough, uh, 
knowledge from like how the fans are reacting to just say it's limited. And if the shit takes off, then it takes off. I think I think Disney. Or, or it's 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 just like a, a one off that explores the next one that we don't know about yet. You know, that that's that's fair. But I think the way I look at it, like I think your perception could might be right. Absolutely, I think that's uh, a way of looking at it that I hadn't considered. The way I saw it though, when when they like Disney, I think my issue with Disney taking over Star Wars. The new trilogy, I don't even consider part of the Star Wars universe. Like, oh fucking hated God. those movies. You're Disgusting. such a fucking boomer. No, I hate. Oh my I fucking God. the first movie. I dude, you like Zombie Palpatine? What the yeah. fuck was that? Yeah, yeah I, actually, I did. Oh my um, God! And I, I tell you why, it. because it's it's fucking Star Wars content. I it's don't, not. I it's don't. Like, I don't it's, care. They literally anymore. just recreated. If if they didn't if they didn't make if they didn't make episode what is that seven eight nine then we wouldn't have the Mandalorian and we wouldn't have the Book of Boba Fett. You absolutely would have the Mandalorian. No 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 no. No, I'm telling you. Okay, the Mandalorian. You gotta have some off. You gotta have some rotten tomatoes to have good tomatoes. Okay. I'm okay. I'm saying that. Those movies are not good movies. What they spawned, no. maybe you're right. Yes, what they spawned has been good, but those are not good movies. Dude, Force Awaken, fire. What are you talking about? Is that the first one? Yeah. The first, the first new movie? Last Jedi, fucking fire. Go The Last it. Jedi. Yeah, that's the second one. And the last one? That one's horrible. What are you talking fire. about? That's the worst one. Dude. Look, there's no plot line to that movie. Yeah, they're randomly driving through space, and some random woman you've never heard of just is in an argument that lasts the whole fucking movie, only to turn out, oh, she should have listened to it. Like it's just the dumbest thing ever. Hey, have you ever read any Star Wars books? Because they're just basically that. It's just yes, random but, situations. But, All I'm like, saying, Mason, oh. is that. I don't give a fuck about what they do. Star Wars is here to stay, and I'm so happy Disney has it because when I was a kid, all I could do was imagine. Now, Disney's going to pump their shit into the ground and give me millions of different scenarios, whether I like it or not. It's Star Wars content, and it took from my dad's generation to my generation of only really getting three films in about 200 fucking books. That's all imagination. Okay. Now like, we're getting I, I, everything. I think, I think it's funny. You mentioned out, you mentioned pumping out content. Cause that's kind of my point with the Obi-Wan thing, like getting back to that. Mm-hmm. The, my whole point being bringing up, look, we can disagree on those. But I think, it's it is pretty i'm not gonna argue with you because you have you're entitled if you enjoy them like that's great i do think a lot of people did not enjoy those movies oh i know i know because they're they're so stuck on this is supposed to be star wars dude don't give a fuck i know i'm just saying like i'm just i'm not even arguing whether it was good or not i'm saying a lot of people didn't like those movies i didn't like the the last jedi at first but 
I've watched it a few times and I'm like, dude, there's fire moments in this film <laughs> that overlook like, oh, we're just floating in space and we're I know, running I'm just out saying, of gas. My, my point being, blowing I think up. Disney will pump out Star Wars content regardless of if, like, they will pump out shitty Star They don't care if it's good. They care if it sells. Exactly. So, them saying that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to be limited it's going to just bump up people want it. itself. No. You know what I mean? They're going to so skull drag Star Wars me. into the ground. And I am fucking, I could be the last fan <laughs> chasing behind it. You know why? Because all I did was envision cool shit about Star Wars as a kid. And they never gave me anything other than shitty video games. I will not take any, like, if you like seven and eight, whatever but if you like the ninth movie i just can't fire the ninth movie can i can you give me five minutes to explain why i hate this movie yeah i don't give a fuck i i i've watched it once i cannot stand to watch it again once you won't even give it a a a second going i thought i thought about leaving (laughs) when i was watching it it was fantastic in cinema no it was horrible because the whole fucking plot line is just a shitty version of Star, like the Luke Skywalker saga. So mm-hmm. it there's all of a sudden, you know, they're chasing down the last remnants of, you know, the evil empire, whatever you want to call it, right? And then all of a sudden, the right hand man, you know, the 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 big bad who turns out isn't the real big bad betrays and becomes good at the last second just like darth vader kylo ren does and then it turns out that oh my god the bad guys it's a trap they're they're destroying ultimate weapon is super functional oh my god the rebels are gonna die what are we gonna do oh wait it also turns out emperor palpatine he's not her (laughs) father he's her grandfather holy shit what a twist and then, oh my god, the bad guy who became good, like Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, sacrifices himself to kill Palpatine. Then Luke, or Rey in this case, destroys the evil weapon and everyone's saved. It's the same fucking story, but in a shitty recycled version. And I just like, I, I agree with you. I'm all for pumping out content. But it's it has to be original, and that was so such a thin veiled attempt at just plagiarizing the original story that I just cannot stand for it. It was horrible. I feel like all of you people are going to watch these films sober, and it's you're just ruining it. If you have to watch a movie drunk, it's not. If you like, Dude, who watches sober cinema? Let's be honest. Who's watching sober cinema? I'm not going to see Lego Batman. I'm going to see Star Wars and getting fucking obliterated in the parking lot. And you know what? I leave the cinema still toasted, excited, and it leaves a good taste. And I'm not one of these fucking fans on the internet crucifying it instead i'm like you know what it had some low points had some fire fire points all around okie dokie i am i'm just saying for a movie 
that had a 275 million or however you know what i mean they probably had hundreds of millions of dollars in whatever Big old budget looked fire it was it was it was a really it was not a good movie mm, i don't know man i don't uh, honestly, i think i made i dude, think i made we, we need to move on because we can talk about this forever I, it could it could have been a b film it could be like shitty like crawl it could be shitty like tron it can be shitty like fucking dune i don't give a fuck about the quality dune, of it was dune shitty because i want to watch it. the new one's fire the old one's is fire. it dude there's so many people that hate the old one the way it looks the storylines all over the fucking so place should i watch the old one first or watch the new one first mm, i'd watch them i mean honestly i want to read the book to be honest i was i was about to say people are going to be like what the fuck are you talking about um read no, the books book. are, books are better than movies movies Abs- yeah no. every single time you know why because you get fucked up and you read them that's right i don't everything's better not sober from being honest dude everything is so much better not sober college dude I take this a little is, bit of acid this smoke a little bit of fucking weed play dude. at like your your fucking rehab video you're, you're, sober. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna play this clip and see look how far Corey's come not a shot. Not a shot. Um, I would like just because I'm an do, old though. whittled man doesn't mean that the wild child doesn't exist. You know what else I haven't seen? Me and Fiona are gonna watch it. What? In like a week. You're gonna cruise. I haven't seen the Batman yet. Hey, another thing that you're probably gonna be like, it was horrible, dude. No, I've heard good. it so pretty good. fucking good. I've heard it so fire. Pretty good. I love Ben good... Affleck is the only Batman I fucking hated. Um, I liked it, dude. I think honestly, the bat. I mean, Batman's always getting interchanged with with different people playing him, like you know James Bond. But I hundred percent. I remember when they said the kid from Twilight was going to be the new Batman. I chuckled, dude. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Well, and I've like from what like the trailers I've seen and the clips I've seen, it looks really good. I go into it more as it ain't your typical beat 'em up Batman. This well, I've heard that it's it's more of like the comic book, but like he's a detective. This is detective Batman. Yeah, this is more crime solving (laughs) beyond what the cops can do batman and it, it's that's not, what makes it's it not, fire it's not it, christian bale batman no it's more of a thriller crime drama than it Which is I'm an totally action okay with. yeah an action-packed one and it, it, it dude i love three-hour movies and it's just about a three-hour movie um i thought it was pretty good i did fall asleep on it a couple of times that's not because of the film it's because I'm overworked, but you know what I do? <clears throat> I fucking just restarted from the last thing I remember. So it took me a bit to watch all of it, but all in all, pretty great film. No, I mean, I've got a few movies on my uh, much watch list, must watch list. But my problem is whenever I sit down to watch a movie, I'm always kind of like, I want to watch something I've already seen. <laughs> One of those. Oh, people. yeah, I'm the same way. You know why? Because I like to. I like to not feel like I have to pay attention to every second of it. Oh, I know. I, I've watched Shawshank, which is also <laughs> like shank. a three-hour movie. The Shank, 
Yeah. Dude, it's my favorite movie. I think it's the greatest Dude. movie ever made. They got this fucking movie. Um, God, what's it called? It's a stoner film with um, Hyde from that, that 70s show, the one that got in all that shit for like molestation and, and rape. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what's going on about that. I'm not trying to say he's a good person or anything like that, but he's got an old like B rated uh, stoner flick. I forgot what it's called, but the whole premises of this movie is two stoners are trying to watch the Shawshank Redemption marathon <laughs> and they don't have like I think they lose their cable or some shit. So they like put themselves in. They're basically going around town trying to find ways to watch it. And they end up in a rehab center because they're like, yeah, I'm addicted to marijuana. So they're in rehab trying to watch Shawshank. And it's just like the exploits of it. But every time I think of Shawshank, I think of that movie. It's it's not the greatest movie, but it's it's a it's a great idea. You're just so fucked up that like you'll do anything to watch this film. The first time because I I I I watched Shawshank when I was younger. Shankers for some reason, but like when you, I feel like you have to be mature to appreciate that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think I rewatched it again a couple years ago. And like the first time that what's his name, uh, Andy Dufresne, mm-hmm. when he escapes finally and he's just like looking up into the rain, like just smiling, like that is such a powerful. Mo- I live, I love movies like that. Like I, yeah. you didn't I'm feel- honestly, I'm not a big like action you know beat him up kind of movie which is probably why i don't like the marvel movies as much mm-hmm. but no that's why i've heard dune's really good too because dune's is it it's not pure action is it no it's more of a, a drama um yeah you didn't feel that type of satisfaction when when ray turned the tides on oh on the clone emperor palpatine <laughs> you understand up to like, the matrix mainframe that statement you just made is so stupid like, like you that just that that's oh I hate that movie. Oh well, yeah I knew I triggered you. Um, so we're about forty minutes in. Um, no we're not. We've talked for a while before this. So let's say we're like about fifteen minutes in to talking absolute nonsense. I think that's generous. I think we're further. <laughs> I think we're about twenty, but you know I'm just trying. I'm just trying to weasel it. All right. So I think we should start to deter a little bit because we have two Habs news topics to talk about. Um, and folks, it's just a fucking asterisk right now. I'm letting you know uh, this ain't last season where we had like 20 extra episodes because the Habs just couldn't be fucking stopped. This is uh, there's not going to be much Habs news. So this is where this podcast is is going towards a bunch of fucking nonsense and playoff hockey. Um, but every now and then we will have updated Habs news just like this. Jake Allen was nominated for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Uh, the, re- the award is presented to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice. Uh, I remember last year we were talking about Jake Allen. He does a lot of work with like youth teams, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think this is a good, this is a good pick Um, on the ice. This dude was literally our rock every moment that he could be uh, suffered a lot of injuries this season, a lot of setbacks. It was a tough season, but every time he came back, 
he just seemed like he would do everything he could. And when he would get hurt, it didn't deter him. He continued to just be the best hab that he could be in the situation. Now he's got a lot of fucking guys going that he's going up against. Um, that's going to be tough, but I think this was a really great pick for the Montreal Canadiens uh, this season. This guy is just uh, – I've honestly fallen in love with Jake Allen since he's, since he's really come here. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know he's, he's got the – what's up? He's such a good guy too. He really is. He's got, uh, he's got a nonprofit organization. Um, it supports, I think, uh, New Brunswick. There it is. New Brunswick Charities Pursuing Youth Programming, Community Engagement, and Athletic recreation the program uh program 34 has raised four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to eliminate barriers in youth sports participation and looks to surpass the five hundred thousand mark this summer um and i mean it, it honestly sounds like he's just a very given person it's him and his wife that does this organization and would it be in a small number like that with that Hold on. I'm sorry. I don't mean that, that that's a small number. That's a massive number. But what I mean is that it feels like it's just them two. They're, I don't think that they're taking like there's not a bunch of things or bigger companies piggybacking on them to like help their ratings. I feel like this is honestly like a program that's straight from them. Like this is like, yeah, there'll be like minor things, but it's not like McDonald's funded or, you know, like, like these like big global fucking companies like this is like a mom and pop type of i'm trying to give back and that's what i like about jake allen um it's not that he wouldn't give more but he's doing it and it feels like it's it's like naturally from his heart he's not just piggybacking onto something else uh, he also has a, a golf tournament which i'm sure you're you're pretty i wouldn't say a fan of but just to lead jake allen back you know into your heart uh he does the golf tournament as well well, I mean, you witnessed right before this podcast, which got delayed because I was fighting over my right, my right to golf <laughs> over text. So, yes, I, I do appreciate any opportunity to golf. But Jake Allen is just a stand up guy, not only in the charitable work he does, but like every time he speaks about the team or his situation with price, this guy, you know being a backup goalie when you were once a starter has to be difficult. And even and if you're not, you want an opportunity, right? Jake Allen continually just wants price to be the guy mm-hmm. and is so supportive. And, you know, he's speaking after price made comments about it, possibly being his last game as a Montreal Canadian, you know, Allen went out there and said, look, I, I hope he's back. I hope I play. <laughs> 20 games next year like he's just an absolute not only is he a rock out there for the team when he plays and hopefully he gets healthy soon but he's a just a you know in terms of character he builds a lot of the backbone of this team's leadership and having a great like just you know i, I don't know what to what else to be said just clearly like strikes me as a stand-up guy great teammate um now, I've never really had the opportunity to play hockey, nor have been in a, a, a town that really thrives off of hockey, but I've always been told how expensive it is. Um, this is another cool thing. Uh, 
he works with the NHLPA's Goals and Dreams program uh, for the past five years. He's been able to donate 21 full sets of player and goalie gears for different teams. Like, I think that's fucking unreal. Like, I know they say that the hockey parent is probably the most um, – I guess the one that's in the, I wouldn't say debt the most, but the one that pays the most would be the hockey parent. And this guy is giving out full team gear, not just to one, you know, person that could be bad off. He's giving out the entire squad. Um, also, the last Canadian to uh, to get the King Clancy was Saku Koivu in 2007 after beating his uh, – his overcoming his disease with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. uh, Which is pretty badass. Uh, I think it's to be a little tough to beat some of these guys on this list, but um, I think without a doubt, this is the perfect Montreal Canadian uh, to be represented in the King Clancy uh, race, I guess you could say, or nominees. Oh, no, definitely. Um, I even think, Honestly, probably, although maybe it's more of a Masterton thing, could have nominated mm-hmm. Price, but I have absolutely no qualms with Alan being the candidate. No, I think it's, I think it's, I think any, any person that is going to go out and be like a florant, philanthropist um, deserves credit in, in any sense of, of the, of the, form which is exactly what kind of like what they don't want you know but it's just it's just so humbling to see that the canadians chose him i don't know everyone's backstory but since he's came on i remember we we read about that um last year and i'm just happy to see that he was the person nominated this year i don't remember if he was last year but uh anyway moving on last bit of habs news uh we get to see Jordan Harris and uh, one of our prospects, Sean Farrell, is going to represent uh, the U.S. in the IIHF World Championship. It's being played in Finland this year. Um, instead of watching, I mean, we're going to watch, but instead of uh, cheering on former Habs in their quest for the Cup this year, uh, we get to see two two guys, one that we've seen a little bit this season and one guy we hope to see in the future um, get a little bit of play in the world championships. Uh, unfortunately, the IIHF isn't the best organization. Um, they do blunder a little bit every every now and again, but I think this is pretty cool. It adds to something for us to watch in the offseason. It gives house fans some, some meaningful hockey to watch. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. stuff that actually affects us. Absolutely. And this is – I mean, it's not the biggest sway in the world, but, you know, they're going to – there's going to be higher-ups that take notice to this. You know, they see Jordan Harris um, continuing his game, continuing his progression, and Sean Farrell, you know, if he does good, proving, you know, or proving a, a possible shot, you know, a, a longer longer run in, uh, you know, in the, I guess, training before the season. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm also pretty certain. 
Uh, it remains to be seen what happens, but Caden Gooley should be playing in the World Juniors again oh, this sick. summer, which are getting, you know, I think we kind of forget about it, but they're getting, what do you want to call it? Re Redone. Mm-hmm. They're rolling it back because they got canceled this year due to COVID. Right. So they're having the World Juniors, I believe, in August hmm. in, in Edmonton again. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see Ken Gooley play. You know, I'm not sure if the Habs will want him play. Maybe that's not August. Maybe it's July. I, I honestly can't remember, but that should be exciting. Uh, another piece of exciting news, the draft lottery is next week. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really good to know, um, I guess, where the Habs are drafting. Um, kind of get to tell who we'll probably be able to figure out who they're drafting. If they get the first overall pick, we have Shane, Wright. If it's second, you know, you probably got Logan Cooley. And then if it's, nah, third, we should go after Slav, uh, what's his name? Slavowski or whatever that Slavkowski fucking unit of a person fucking two. I know I, I twenty. a lot of fans on Habs Twitter who absolutely hate him because he's big. <laughs> I think Habs fans have gotten so scarred over this organization drafting guys due to size that they think now if they have size, there's, there's some danger there. I think Slavkowski is an amazing pick. Personally, I think Logan Cooley might be the safer second pick. It's tough. It's you're, you're good. We're getting a good player at the end of the day. There's so, here's a little, here's a little thing that I, I get a little aggravated with. I know you can't really, they don't mix them. You know, you always get the, um, when we're getting close to it, um, you'll get like, okay, uh, this is the North American, you know, the finalized North American roster that's getting, you know, where they, where they stack. And then this is the European roster where they rank the the final, the final rankings. I don't, Maybe I'm just different, but I I don't like that they don't do a mixed one also to show well, you. They do. They do. If you go to um elite prospects, they have like the consolidated lists, mm-hmm. so you can see like Craig Button. Oh, okay. Um, Pegs, elite prospects. What they've yeah, what they've done. Elite okay. prospects. I find um by the way a great tool. I absolutely love elite prospects. For those of you who don't know what it is. Uh, get a, we get a lot of our stats there. They have stats for players. You can check their draft history, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They also have draft rankings and they'll, it's a consolidated list. So they'll have um, like, they'll have their rankings with their independent writers, but they'll also have, you know, they'll show you Bob McKenzie's list or TSNs or NHL central scouting. And then they have a consolidated ranking, which is, um, basically what they've gotten to be the what do you want to call it the uh consensus from everyone's list Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and try to like make sense of it so um but i i'm sorry oh go ahead uh i was gonna say so i just did a tankathon while we were promoting uh elite prospects and we're sitting number one again which i don't believe is going to be the case I still think it's going to be Arizona, but um, the one I did was Montreal, San Jose moving up nine spots, and then Arizona. I did a a mock draft. It's got us taking Shane Wright. It's got Arizona taking Slavkovsky, and that's why I was bringing that up because 
Um, I never see it. I never see anyone get drafted other than him second. Like it's either Shane. Well, that's Wright just or because beef that's just Cannon. because um that website the uh it's at the mock draft like the mock seeing who wins the draft lottery. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called Money. Is it Money Puck that does it? I can't remember. No, Tankathon. Tankathon, thank you. Um, they just go based off of one list. So wherever that player's ranked. Mm. Okay. So Slavkowski's ranked second, they'll have it. They don't generate based on the team. Okay. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. For sure. Um, but yeah, like I think a good a good resource is uh Elite Prospects. I will say their own. It, like their writers tend to value um what do you want to say like i don't fully agree with everything they say they're they're really high on kind of an i would say like an analytical approach you know what I mean? they have uh-huh. they, they don't fully they're scouts so they trust their eyes but they view the game in kind of that and numbers age, a lot of them which I don't fully subscribe to personally. I'm not that high on Frank Nazar, who they have, they have him ranked fourth, like above Logan. They have Logan Cooley ranked fifth at their, for their elite prospects writers. But like, you know, I do think they do a good, a good job. It's just a difference of opinion, but they also have like, it's a good, it's a good website to find like Sportsnet's top 32. Right. They have, they have it all consolidated. They don't, just show theirs and you can check all the stats they have it all compiled and yeah just a shout out to them because they do some great breakdown videos too on youtube they've done some for a bunch of habs guys like justin baron kane gulli matias norlander so it is a great resource to use for anyone who's trying to get into the scouting world just you know if you're you know, keep in mind that there are some you know with scouting and anything there's going to be their own stylized approach and what they prefer when you're looking at the rankings so also, uh, the World Juniors will be hosted uh, uh, Tuesday, August 9th till August twentieth. Okay, so it is August. Yeah, uh, pretty late if you ask me. Like guys are gonna go straight from that to a uh, NHL training camp. So some guys are gonna have some short summers. So Caden Gooley may not play in the World Juniors. It remains to be seen, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting and. Uh, you know, anyway, I'll, I'll be watching regardless to see Canada kick the U.S.'s ass. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, but before we move on, before we talk a little playoff soccer, before we get out of here, uh, we do have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. 
That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. So I feel like we've put this episode back on rails uh, to an extent, but we haven't been able to talk since the playoffs started. Uh, And the last time we talked, we said we would postpone uh, any, I guess, playoff predictions for the first round until we talked again. And then you got sick, um, still fighting it off a little bit. And the games are getting close. It looks like Colorado could sweep Nashville. Um, but I still think it's it's worth having a little a little talk about it, even though we didn't get a chance to. I always say better late than never. So um, I guess Mason, let's let's have a little talk about playoffs because uh, it's been exciting. It's been some really good fucking playoff hockey. Excuse me, sorry, I was muted there. Yeah, uh, no. no, for sure. <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? You want to jump right into? Since it's already started, do you want to get our predictions for who's going to close out the initial first round here? Well, yeah. Well, let, let's <laughs> just do that. So let's just start. Uh, I guess we'll start out in the central. So, I mean, the Colorado. Easy. Honest, honestly, that series, I haven't watched much, much of it. because once every game. Well, oh. yeah, I know. You're a big Colorado fan, and so am I. And I'm a big Nashville fan as well. The problem is, is that these the game the game start times for this one. I'm always doing something, and then by the time I get a chance to watch it, Colorado has like a fucking four four point lead, and it's tough to get going into being <clears throat> like, okay, I want to watch that because I don't want to see a team that's just overloading someone unless it's the halves. So well, you want me to summarize it for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got to watch much of that series, but I know you and Ryland have. <clears throat> Me and Rye have watched every single game, um, except the first one together because you know, we were both we were both sick. We both went and played golf with some guys and got sick, so someone gave it to us. Gross. But I, I guess the best way to summarize it in like a couple sentences, I know the Norris is a regular season award. But Kale McCarr has stolen it so far <laughs> in this series. Really, and I, I think McCarr should have won it. Any, should win it anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. Yossi does not have that much of a points lead, and I really do believe, and I know I'm high on him. But if you don't think Kale McCarr is the top five player in the NHL, I think you're on crack. Dude, he's fucking. Like I seriously challenge anyone who disagrees with me to name five players better than Kel McCarr because I can, I can really only name, I think I might be only, only be able to name three. Is this defensive players or any just player. players? Period? I'm saying, I'm saying like top five players in the national hockey league. Number one being McDavid. Like that's how I think Kel McCarr is that good. I think they're, I think Nate, to put it into perspective, Corey, I think Nathan McKinnon's top five player in the NHL. I think that's fair to say, right? I think Kale McCarr is above him. <laughs> I think Kale McCarr is the best player in the Colorado Avalanche. No, absolutely. I've got I've got him honestly, I've got him at four. I would have had him at three, but Matthews has just had an unreal. I can't I can't not like 
So I I I've, I think Kel McCarr is top five player in the. So National who's Hockey. who's your third? Who's your third though? Third. Because I know you're gonna say I hate I don't want to say it after I don't want to say it after the season he's had because I'll get roasted. <laughs> oh man. I Jeff honestly Petrie? like hmm? Jeff Petrie. I've got Matthews at three, <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay. I could put him at two and I wouldn't hate it. My problem is though, is I I, I look for consistency, and I think if Matthews plays the way he did this year. Matthews is the undefined second best player in the National Hockey League. Problem is Matthews has one season like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm kind of looking at it the last three years, which I think some people might look at that and say, you're, you have Makar there and you're talking about the last three years. I think Makar has been that good since he's entered the NHL. Like this guy. He hasn't I, had an off year. He's started his career in the playoffs leading the, He's like third all time in defenseman points per game in the playoffs. He started his career in the playoffs. <laughs> his first NHL game was in the playoffs and he's third yeah. all time. Like he's just ridiculous. But anyway, I'm letting this conversation get away from me. Colorado's walking all over Nashville. Yeah. Look, Nashville. Daryl Sutter put it best. Whoever plays Colorado in the first round, it's a waste of eight days. And Washington, or so not Washington, Nashville would have had, I would have given Nashville a chance. I would have still bet against them. I would have given them a chance if Saros wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have Saros, you're not like this, it's done. And big save, Dave. <laughs> yeah, couldn't make a save to save his. Connor Ingram had that one amazing game, but they still lost and he was shit last game. I just, if Nashville doesn't get swept, I think it's a miracle. So I don't want to I don't want to linger on Colorado too long, but I feel like Colorado's big issue is always goaltending. And now you got Darcy Kemper, who I wish nothing but the best for. But oh my Darcy God. Kemper's Sorry. got an eye. Got an eye. I've got an update. He's gonna play. He's back. No shit. Yeah, I... he's fine. He's fine lucky okay never mind then never mind i was scared when i my stanley because i had them go winning the cup so (laughs) my (laughs) my heart was racing but yeah darcy camper's fine okay well look that's that's great news i honestly thought that was it and i got sick so i was like colorado no matter how potent they've been first round they're not you know they're gonna they're gonna inevitably lose because of goaltending I'll be honest, year after I, year. I think even if Darcy Kemper was out for the next round, they're going to play mini or St. Louis. Pavel Francouz is good enough to mm-hmm. get him past either of those teams. Well, I'm the glad guy has you... – you, you, people don't really know him because he hasn't played much. He's been hurt. He's played his last, like, 60 games in the NHL. He's a backup, keep in mind. He has a 929 save percentage in, like, his last 60 games. Yeah, the Coos helped He's me good. win um, another year this year. Um, great late pick. Um, but you brought up Minnesota, St. Louis. Honestly, right now. I think that's been one of the most entertaining series to watch because every day you could flip a coin and it could be either team fucking walking out. I think um, it's an absolute shame that one of those teams has, has to, to walk. Yep, I know. It's fucked. Um, 
it's crazy. One game, <clears throat> it seems like. I think both of those teams are better than Dallas, Edmonton, and L.A. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, like, two of those teams, two of Dallas, Edmonton, and L.A. could make it past, especially if Calgary chokes here. But, no, I totally uh, – who do you have between Mini and St. Louis? It's tied 2-2. I took – in my bracket, I took St. Louis based off of uh, – based off of – uh, depth of the team itself. And then I thought Bennington and Vili Huso was just on an absolute run at the end of the year, which is the best time to really sink in, which is unfortunate because I, I, I'm riding for Minnesota as well. Whoever walks away from this, I, I, I'm okay with, um, because Minnesota granted, I don't think has, a full complete package where St. Louis has uh, towards the end of the season. Um, I still think Minnesota has been really fun to watch. It's been the, it's been the one game that I try to tune in every fucking, every chance I can. I, um, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. I know Minnesota just got pounded the other day. I got many. And See, dude, like I think, I like, it, I, I think that was the is, hardest one to choose in my bracket challenge. That's the thing. Like, if 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 I'm wrong about this, I don't. There's no sweat off my back. Mm-hmm. I just think Kaprizov is so goddamn good. Yeah, I think Kaprizov is better than any forward <clears throat> that uh, St. Louis has. I really do think so. And I think Flurry, who hasn't played great. He'll steal a game. He will. Yeah. In a series that's going to seven games. And if he doesn't, Cam Talbot is so fucking good. This has like, been the Cam Talbot redemption because like, all I've done I is, kind of is, smirk- I was is kind of shit smirking. on Cam Talbot. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of smirking when you were talking about Jordan Bennington and Billy Huso. That's an insane duo. And you know what? Many might have a better one. No, they absolutely. I think it's, I think it's pretty. It's pretty neck and neck, and I think Billy Huso is definitely the next generation. I think there's not enough tape on him or anything like that. But Cam Talbot, if you told me Cam Talbot would be uh, a a fucking net front presence that would shut down top teams back when he played with the Oilers. Oh, I totally believe you. I'd fucking laugh. Really? I thought he was great in Edmonton. I think you could see the signs. Like the guy had great years there. I honestly of, of a thought, skeleton defense. I honestly thought, and I said it many a times, that the Edmonton Oilers was the reason Cam Talbot would never make it in the NHL. And egg on my face, but <laughs> they put no one in front of him. They took a young goaltender and let him literally let him get lit up. Night after night after night after night after night. <clears throat> I don't know. I honestly thought that was going to cripple this dude, and he couldn't overcome it. I'm so happy that he found he had he's found his chance with Minnesota. Um, and even before adding Flurry, he was doing just fine. Flurry oh, just was the was I'm cashing in my amazing. chips to fucking put us somewhere. So if many if many was- walks, awesome. 
Talbot was starting most of their games before yeah. playoffs. I thought Talbot was going to be the starter in playoffs, to be honest. But I think we can both agree, just to move on here, this game's going to set. This series is going to set. Absolutely. Right? I, if, yeah. if there could be an eighth game, <laughs> fucking, I'd be all for it. It's um, Talk about reigniting a fabulous rivalry. This series oh, has been so fun to watch. And but, uh, um, moving to the Calgary series, I'm going to be honest. I thought Calgary was going to run all over Dallas. I I know you're going to have a different opinion here because they're a Southern team and you enjoy them. <laughs> if I have to watch fucking Dallas in the second round of the playoffs, I'm going to kill myself. You're crazy. They're not they going to make so, it, but I love Dallas. Dude, they're so horrible. You can't. <laughs> I know you might like – they're so bad to watch. They're so boring. They have wanna, one line. I know, and and they're, they're, it's just that one line produces everything for them. It's such any it, like, and the way Calgary plays, this has been my least favorite series to watch. It's been horrible grind, just disgusting hockey. Like, do you remember the year after St. Louis won the cup, and they were just the worst team to watch? Mm-hmm. It was just horrible. Like they, that's what I equate. Like this is, I hate it. Watching Dallas play hockey, I lose my mind. But I'm, I'm a scared here. I think Calgary could throw this. They're down two one. Like I thought this. I really, I thought this series was going to five. I think they could too. What scares me is something Calgary is learning, is that Dallas, while you think they could be a pushover. They might have one line producing offensively that's like out trumping the entirety of that team. Well, they, did it. they, they did it to the cup final a couple of years yeah, ago against Tampa. They, too. they are no pushovers when it comes to gritty fucking hockey. Calgary. I don't think it's, would you call it? Gr- I, I just think it's boring. Yeah, it's boring, but dude, they beat the fuck not like, out of play. No they beat the fuck hits. out of the other they, team. They yeah, don't they, hit that much. Though. They don't look. They don't. They trap. They just like, they ew. trap, and they pop you up against uh, up against the boards. It, there's oh, no big. There's no big hits, but there's, there's a nothing. lot of aggressive. There's a lot of you know like it, it's the it's the most subtle beat em up hockey around. But it's not. And it's Calgary's not, not up for it. What I'm saying, it's not Montreal beat em up where it's enjoyable. Like Dallas, I think. This is from a non-fan perspective, from a enjoy the game. The NHL is a copycat league and Dallas doing well is not good because I don't want more. I don't want to have to watch more of this hockey. That is the only reason I'm rooting. Like one of the, the main reason I'm rooting against Dallas plus Calgary's Canadian team. I just hate, I cannot stand for them doing well playing this garbage they call hockey. Fair Especially enough. when we've seen these other high-flying series like Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, even the Edmonton Oilers in LA, which if you want to move on to after. Yeah, yeah, let's. But what? But who do you what, think wins this series and what, how many games? I honestly, it's no disrespect to the South. I love Dallas. I think there's a lot of things that <laughs> Dallas has lost um, since the last time we've seen them in the bubble make it like to the end. Um, I think it's a team that's still figuring things out again. Um, and Twitter, Twitter, Dallas, Twitter 
hates Rick Bonus. Um, I don't know where the downfall was with Rick Bonus. Uh, because it was just all like he's the best fucking guy in the world, and that was just like get him the fuck out. I don't follow Dallas enough to really know, but I think Calgary has the pieces to figure it out. Um, but I, whereas before I thought it could have been a game five, I think this could easily go to game seven and not be like I, shocked by it. I don't think Calgary wins the next. Uh, three games. It's absolutely going to a game seven. Game seven, Calgary. I'm gonna have faith in Daryl Sutter, but I will they say can't, they can't gone. lose. They can't lose their game tomorrow, though. They're not winning a three. I don't think they can beat Dallas if they go down three one. But I do mm-hmm. think Calgary's gonna get it done. Um, Edmonton versus LA. Edmonton leads two to one. I think they might play tonight. Actually, if I'm not mistaken. I yes, they're they're starting soon. Um. That's I've got, I think Edmonton runs them over. I hear you. That game won. I don't know. I just have a soft spot for LA now. I love I just love now. watching Danny. Love watching Danny. I got a buddy that just moved back from Houston. Has always been a Kings fan. And um this little shit has stolen my heart to loving LA Kings right now. And I still think the Kings have a shot. Um, I think on it, I'll be honest. Like, well, because the first game one, they had Drysidle and McDavid playing together. Mm-hmm. Dano was able to do Dano things. Yeah. Yeah. They learned. They split yeah, them. Yeah. They split them. <laughs> and that way, at least there's some games. offense. <laughs> I honestly, Corey, I wouldn't be shocked to see Edmonton in five. I think they could win the next two games. Okay. I don't remember what I have for my bracket, but I'm going to go. Uh, I believe. When I did it, I went L.A. because I thought Quick was going to be really phenomenal. And I thought that Cal Peterson was going to really show his colors this this uh, this off. Well, this first round. And I thought the Oilers just didn't have enough to back it. Um, but that Evander Kane, th- th- there's just a lot going for them right now. Darnell Nurse is, 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 is an offensive powerhouse right now, too. Um, I think it can go either way, but. I think I chose L.A. in my bracket. I'm going to still go with L.A. I think there's something. Maybe I'm just riding with Frodo, but uh, I'm still sitting in L.A. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Moving to the east. Washington leads Florida 2-1. to Dude, one. T- this, is, this is crazy to me. I know that, you know, people like Ovi, like, I mean, you don't want to bet against them. But I think Washington Capitals, especially like players like, like I feel like they're just so beat up this year. TJ Oshie was one of the toughest draft picks I've ever made in fantasy. He had the worst fucking year because he was always hurt. Backstrom was hurt. Uh, Tom Wilson was good. Ovi was good. I thought Ovi was hurt. Uh, turns out, you know, he he was able to play. So I had still chosen Florida. I still thought Florida is the better complete team. But Washington has been just picking Florida apart. Look, I was a big fan of Florida <laughs> all year, and now I'm I'm terrified. Um, I have Florida winning, <clears throat> taking the I, Stanley I Cup, think and now I'm like, <clears throat> I think Washington's probably going to beat them, to be honest. <clears throat> but I'm going to stick to my guns. And say that Florida gets it done. 
Florida was always going to be, I knew this could happen. I don't trust their goaltender. I don't trust Bobrovsky. When he's good, he's amazing. I just don't trust him. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm gonna stick. To, I'm gonna say Florida in seven. Okay, I'm also. I'm also with Florida. Um, nothing at the, against the Capitals. I'd love to see a Capitals run, but I am so invested into a Florida Tampa Bay uh, oh. rematch. I and just I just want to see Florida hockey pay off because it's fun to watch. You know absolutely. What I mean? Like I and can't stand Tampa Bay. Kind of I'm so happy that in Sunshine, Florida, hockey is successful. <laughs> yeah, like I guess my Florida Panthers love is kind of the opposite of you know to my Dallas hate. I, I want to see that type of hockey do well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's enjoyable. So, yeah, I got Florida in seven. Um, Leafs, Tampa. Right now, Tampa's bitch-smacking the Leafs 6-2. 6-3. 6-3. Leafs scored too late. 6-3. But there's three minutes and 38 seconds left in the well, game. They've, they've pulled Leafs the got the Yeah, Leafs got bunch. the <laughs> Leafs, uh, he's got six guys right now. Hopefully, the Lightning can figure things out. Honestly, dude, game one, I was like, this is absolute bullshit. But you know what? That's that's true Maple Leafs. Show out game one. Did you see the uh, the start of this game, though, game four? No. Let's be – if the Leafs have a comeback here, that's incredible. But it'll be – I think they're hard-pressed to score four more goals again. I think it's hard to get seven mm-hmm. past Vasilevsky. <clears throat> Vasilevsky has yet to lose – a back-to-back, back-to-back game games. in the playoffs. And the Leafs, I'll give them credit. They came out and played physical those first three games. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to my dad about this. And I'll share it with you guys. I think Keith and Simmons and the rest of the Leafs made a big mistake. Keith in particular talking about how they're being physical, giving it to Tampa. Look, I really do applaud the Leafs for the way they played in this playoff series so far. They've been physical. They've done what they need to do. Don't poke the bear, man. <laughs> Tampa Bay is one of the most, I think people don't realize it because they have so many stars. Habs got crushed. Yes, because Tampa was better, but because Tampa was the only team that could put up with them physically. Mm-hmm. Tampa crushes people. They're one of the most physical teams in the NHL. They've actually, even analytically, you can prove that Tampa hits more than they, they are tough. And this start of this game show, I think they took some of those comments to heart. Corey, the first five minutes, there were six Leafs laid out on the ice. Like they they came out. It should have been the game I watched then. <laughs> Absolutely hammered them right off the start. Put some got some goals past Campbell early. The fourth line scored three goals, I think, tonight. Like yeah. it was just dominant. Look, they just something big happens game. when Pat Maroon scores. They don't lose games when Pat Maroon scores. No, um, and for that reason, I really thought that this was a. Must they just win scored again. Games. They just scored on the empty night. Bruce Colton, uh, well Ross Colton, whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. uh, got his second of the game. Um, I don't like Tampa. <laughs> that's one thing you don't do. If Tampa loses a game. And they feel like they have to 
put their high scoring, low, you know, low goal letting in fucking game to the side and pull out that dirty, rugged Tampa Bay, I'm a fucking skull drag you game, you're in for it. Because I'm not, unfortunately, like, they play both sides very well. I just, I don't, I think the Leafs have played much better than I thought they would, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. This is a tough series for me. I think the Leafs could win this series still. It's 2-2. I think this series is going to seven. Absolutely, no matter what. Whoever wins, it's going to seven. Yeah. I thought I, I the Leafs need I, – I just – I sound like such – I hate saying it because I sound like a hater. I thought the Leafs needed to win this game. I think a long – I think a game seven benefits Tampa. If the Leafs win in a game seven against Tampa, look out. I'd probably pick them in round two, to be honest with you. If mm-hmm. they can crush their demons here. But I just have – Vasilevsky – and it's mostly Vassal. He just has proven time and time again that when when the game needs to be won, game seven, back he never not losing back to back. Like he he wins. He wins when he needs to win. And for that reason, I got Tampa in seven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I still have Tampa winning. I I think. Toronto has done the right things as far as uh, well, like they're just they're just actually being offensive. Like, uh, what you call it? Austin Matthews is scoring, uh, Mitch Marner scoring, and now who they were looking for, uh, Willie Nylander, two goals tonight. Like, they're starting to find it, but we know personally. And uh, I mean, fans have watched it two years in a row. Tampa Bay finds this extra level. And I think it's, I think if Toronto does beat them, look the fuck out. I think they're going on a run because I, Florida or the Capitals, I think they can give them a fucking run. But I just think Tampa has like this pot lit ability to like snuff out any fucking momentum, whether it's, in a quick series or in a, in a seven game series, I think Tampa has the juice to push it, but um, let's move on to the Metro. Um, honestly, dude, Canes versus Bruins. It's been, it's been hard hitting, but I really have been, I don't want to say bored. I just haven't been really into this series. Um, I thought the I Canes were really series the least. To be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, like I I think I or secondly I value after. the Canes. I thought they were gonna fucking blow through Boston, who's been offensively no none of the big guys were mo- were scoring. Um I had questions on the fucking on the goalies, but Boston has turned it around. They got it a, a tied series. And I think this is befitting of this series. They were fun to watch the last, I guess the last two years. I think they they fought they faced each other, but I don't know something about it this year. It's it's been tough for me to watch. Um, or honestly, it's been normally the first game of the night, and I rarely get to watch it. Or I I, I have to watch towards the end. Um, I think that one can go either way. Honestly, I think you can get 
the Canes finally – well, not finally because they did it already. The Canes surpassed in Boston or Boston, you know, pulling it out of their ass, getting things together, and fucking shutting down a great season for the Canes. I don't know. Like, so you think it ends here for them? I think it could. I think it honestly could. Because now we're seeing the Bruins find their offense. I I don't know. I agree with you to a certain extent. The Bruins have experience. But Canes killed them those first two games. Oh, absolutely. And... But you, but I think to beat Boston, you had to have three wins. Like you couldn't allow them to tie the series up like this. I am not a big Canes fan, and that's what makes this series hard because I hate both both teams. But I don't think Rod Brendamore is gonna settle for a first round exit. I don't think. I just don't think that team is destined for a first-round exit, to be honest. I think Boston, you know, I think for the reason you're saying Boston's going to win, I'm going to say they're going to lose because at some point they got to collapse. You know what I mean? They've been Mm -hmm. so good for so long. And I just have – it's just – this isn't really a – I understand that because honestly – It's a gut feeling. I could go either way with with either one – Either either team, but I just think you don't want Boston getting their momentum on games three and four. I just I think that's tough. But uh but let's move on to the final matchup, which has been pretty fucking exciting. I'm not gonna lie. Um you got the Rangers Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh winning in my bracket. Um and <laughs> honestly. I fucking hate Pittsburgh because I know they could go on a run. The thing now is, who was it? The Smith had had to go get that surgery. I think that's going to put a rut in things. Um, but I, mean, I think I don't think they're going to win. Like I think any cup aspirations with Jari not coming back, I think they're mm-hmm. you're not going to win a cup with Louis Demi. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but yeah, I have I have the I have Pittsburgh. Uh, they've been fun games to watch. They've heavy hitting, you know, <laughs> a lot of back and forth because you know Sid's team's not gonna fucking that. There's there's triple, a lot of there's a lot of pushing. <laughs> the triple OT game was amazing. I yes, it was fantastic. Day. It was fucking um, amazing. Shesterkin, and even what Deming and. Casey DeSmith did, but Domingue coming in late, like mm-hmm. that was phenomenal. Shishterk and literally putting up one of the greatest goaltending performances ever. <clears throat> Still losing. But well, you, you you got Pittsburgh winning this? Yes, I do. And I'd love to see the Rangers move on. I just think Pittsburgh's like that weird team that can just turn it on. How like, many, how many games they lead 2-1? Honestly. I think they could get it done in six. Wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a seven game series, though. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I think Pittsburgh's going to win. Um, it's hard though. I do think Shosturkin is due. He's going to steal yes. one. Um, 
he almost did that OT game, right? So I think he is going to steal a game here pretty soon, but I don't think Crosby and Malkin or, or Latang are settling. This isn't no. how they want to go out together. Nope. And honestly, Pittsburgh makes it to the semis. I like their odds against Boston or the Canes. I do too. Like I have Pittsburgh even going with, to the third. Even but... with their goaltending issues. Yep. Well, but, yeah, no, I, I think whoever wins, I don't know if you'll agree with this, whoever wins between New York and Pitt, I think they're going to the conference final. Yeah. I think they're winning yep. in the semi. That's yep. I do too. crystal clear for me. But anyway, this podcast has gone on. Yeah. My wife. Awful long time. <laughs> my wife's freaking out. I have to be so fucking bad. Um, so I'm ready to roll if you are. <laughs> I am ready to call her quits. We've said this was going to be a half hour episode. It was turned into like an hour and a half. So <laughs> a triumphant return for me back getting my vocal cords, some, uh, some practice here, some use, uh, really appreciate you guys. We sat through the whole thing. We appreciate the support um and you know we're gonna have we're gonna come out with some interesting content over the summer probably try to we're gonna obviously keep talking hockey try to mix in some other subjects though so i'm sure we'll come back to you and try to get some suggestions maybe see what you guys want us to talk about we have some ideas though so we appreciate this and while the playoffs are going on obviously we're gonna focus on that but once again thank you for some by listening you made it the whole way through we appreciate your support of course, you can find us at Habs Nightly on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, you know, any closing words, Corey? No. Uh, this has been Habs Nightly. Thank you all so much for this. We'll talk to you all next time. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.